You are listening to 300 Seconds with Eduardo Solis, and this is episode number 68, The Push Button Future. So let the 300 seconds begin. I like buttons. Ever since I was a kid watching the Jetsons, I thought buttons were the neatest thing. George Jetson's job was to push a button. His wife, Jane, would push buttons to send the kids to school and do housework. Buttons clearly were the way of the future. In fact, the little kid in me still gets a kick out of pushing a button and watching something happen, even if it is just changing the radio station in my car. I remember when early PC mice used to have three buttons. I always wondered why, because the middle button really didn't do anything at first. Once, the right button on my three-button mouse stopped working, so I whipped out my soldering iron, removed it, and swapped it with the useless middle button, so I guess it was there as a spare. As the years went by, I came across push-button phones, Game Boys, CD players, Palm Pilots, game controllers, microwaves, early cell phones. Everywhere I went, there were lots of buttons to push that did lots of neat things. Buttons, buttons, everywhere. Clearly, the future had arrived. (sighs) And then Apple had to come along and ruin my fun. Except for occasionally in school or in college, I never really had to use Apple computers. So their single-button mice were of little consequence to me. When I bought my iMac in 2009, I was shocked to discover that the included mouse did not have any buttons at all. Instead, I was supposed to rock the mouse to the left or to the right to click, and I never did figure out what the hey those stupid nubs on the sides were for. Luckily, I could substitute it for a PC mouse, and so their so-called Mighty Mouse was tossed in the computer junk drawer alongside with parallel cables, zip disks, AOL CDs, and other useless technology. My first two smartphones had keyboards, and I loved them. I could bang away on text messages and Word documents with impunity. Now, these were the Paleolithic days before autocorrect was a thing, so I counted on my good old-fashioned brain to type accurately. Unfortunately, Apple had to ruin my fun again, and phones with keyboards started to become harder to find thanks to the iPhone. So, eventually, I was forced to get a smartphone that didn't have a keyboard on it. Now, to be fair, Apple's autocorrect actually is pretty good, so I can't be too mad at them. And after all, there are much better reasons to be mad at them. I eventually got over not having a keyboard on my phone, but I ended up encountering other button problems. When Android first came out, their phones were required to have home, back, and menu buttons on the front. Now, on tablets and on some phones, they got rid of all the physical buttons and put them at the very bottom of the screen, which never made any sense to me because you're chopping off part of the screen. In addition, somewhere down the line, the menu button went away and was replaced with a search button that I very rarely ever use and often hit by accident. Weirdly enough, Windows Phone also has the same problem. Sorry guys, but I'm not really that hard up to be using Bing. I recently purchased another Android phone and I was delighted to find my three old friends underneath the screen waiting for me to push them again. (sighs) Now if I could just find the fuzzing tab key on those on-screen keyboards, but that's a podcast for another day. I am Eduardo Solis and this has been 300 Seconds. The next episode will be posted after I find the upload button. If you'd like to hear more 300 Seconds, subscribe via iTunes. And for more podcasts, short stories, and more, check out my website at watadosolis.com. And as always, I thank you for listening.